three, two, one. The national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 and all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou and Coach Mike Lyle on the board. Fellas, it's Monday afternoon. It is August 14th. And by my count, we've got about 19 days until the Vols play, the Tide plays, until all of college football gets into its full fall swing, which will be what late, well, it'll be Labor Day weekend, That's September 2nd. And we, we are also in game week for the high schools. We are in game week. In this game week one. This Friday, we will have the Murray County Public School Systems, WKOM, uh, Front Porch Sports Radio Game Day Edition prior to the football contest between Columbia Central High School and Marshall County High Schools. I'm pumped. At at. Lindsey Nelson Stadium on Jim Cartwright Field. In Marion Wilhoy Press Box. There you go. Yeah. That's what we will Let's be broadcasting. Let's just drop a few names. There, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And 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 as what people in, in this area know, all all three of those uh gentlemen are legends uh uh in the sports sports world. And uh we couldn't be happier to bring that to us and that We'll start at 5.30. Broadcast time will be at 5.30 on Friday in case you can't make it out to the uh, Murray County Park where Lindsey Nelson Stadium is. Right That's next to, you and Barry Duke, right? Right. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be on it. I don't, Coach yeah. Mike Lyle might be on it. I don't know. I don't know uh, how we're going to uh, end up doing the, that. For the game day show, uh, you and Barry are the – That's right. Are Barry, the name, Barry Duke. Are the hosts. Barry Duke. Uh, we'll have various uh, guests – from the school system and connected with the sports world, uh, much like we did last year. Uh, I, I believe they are anticipating being able to talk with the coach, uh, the home. Yeah. Oh, home yeah. We're going to have at that time and players. Um, well, and, we hope uh, that we hope to have um, Coach Goff on yeah. uh, the new, uh, brand new coach of the Columbia Central High Lions, and. His good buddy uh, and assistant coach Dre Hall. So uh, I I plan on getting both those guys on there and just having a good time with them on air and uh, talking about um, talking about Columbia Central High football, their past careers, and you know it's just going to be ex- a really what it means really to exciting time. Sure. It means a lot to those two guys. Absolutely, yes. does. absolutely um, it does. I'm sure, athletic director Chris Pointer will be on as well. Yes, yes. the. 
Murray County Public Schools Athletic Director Chris Pointer will be there, um, along with some other dignitaries, probably from the uh, Murray County Public School Systems. So just like we did last year, this is the second year we'll be doing this. We're going to reboot it for this football season, and our first matchup is Marshall County at Columbia this coming Friday night. Okay, and you can catch those games this this broadcast uh, this weekend. Um, on both of those stations. 103.7 FM. Yes, and 101.7. The, yeah, the game uh, broadcast. Right, the, correct. Uh, the game day and will only be. 1340 also on the AM? Yes, WKRM okay. on the AM. Yep. 1340, right? The old station. There you go. Yep. Okay, the Titans were in business this past weekend uh, as they kicked off their preseason mm, training. Uh, I would say I would say in uh, – Preseason NFL football is glorified scrimmages, um, but they're necessary and they perform a purpose. And that purpose is is to figure out who is going to stay on the tight fifty three man Titan squad uh, after the cut. And um, the Titans took it on the chin overall. Uh, 23-17 from the home team, the Chicago Bears. Um, we didn't see much of the starters. Justin Fields started for um, the Bears. He looked he looked pretty good, I thought. I thought Justin Fields did a pretty good job. Um, we were able to see some of our draft selections. Tajay Spears uh, got on the field, looked relatively good. Uh, let's see here. Tajay went – Six rushes for 32 yards. He had a kick return for 22 yards. Um, and he had a good little stiff arm on Bears quarterback, cornerback Eddie Jackson, uh, who played at Alabama. We got to look at uh, Peter Skaronsky on the O-line that started, uh, allowed no sacks. Looks solid. There you go. Yep. And uh, the, the Titans, Malik Willis started at quarterback and took the Titans right down the field, scored a touchdown on the first possession. Um, and uh, probably for Chicago, Khalil Herbert uh, at running back is trying to make his name. Of course, he's been with Chicago for a couple of years now, uh, but he was four four rushes for fifteen yards, and he had a fifty six yard little flip pass out to the left, and then down the field he ran for fifty six yard touchdown. Um. Untouched on two of those same exact screen passes to the left side. Yeah, I, you know, and and that that's kind of what. Other than the Titans not putting any points on the board in the second half, and those two long pass plays for touchdowns. Um, you know, the the Titans played relatively solid, solid football for preseason, and we're talking about backups. We're talking about. Second, third, fourth string. We're talking about free agent signings. We're talking about guys that aren't even drafted. So um, there's a lot to be dissected there. As far as the quarterback play for the Titans, uh, Willis started the game. Levis came in and uh, relieved Malik Willis. Malik Willis went 16 for 25 for 189 yards and one interception. Ran for a touchdown, too. We've been talking about this for a lot of the offseason. Um, it's kind of been a story that he's progressed a lot from last year and has improved a lot since last year. To me, watching that game and listening to that game on this station Do you believe? Saturday, Do you believe it now? Willis is 
the clear number two to me right now. Okay. He looked flawless on the first drive. Uh, took him all the way down to, I think, the two-yard line. Ran it in himself, which is his strong suit. And it's always been his strong suit. Um, he threw the one interception, but he was throwing it to our fifth-round pick, Josh Wiley, the tight end from Cincinnati, who is six-seven, by the way. Um, and the ball went right through his hands. Yeah. He dropped. It was, it no, was on he, him. Didn't he touch the ball? Didn't it yes. kind of go through yeah. his yes. hands? Yes, it went yeah, through, through yeah. his hands. He reached hands. up to grab it, and it just the velocity of the ball probably was it was a little bit of a shock. It looked like it was it was moving too fast. He just couldn't grab it, and it went right past him into the defender's right into the hands of the safety. So, mm. other than that, you look at sixteen to twenty-five, one eighty, and a rushing touchdown on yeah. half a game. It's all right. He's a clear number That's two right. to me. And now, Will Levis. Um, Went nine nine for fourteen for eighty five yards and an interception. Uh, they weren't asking him to do a whole lot. At times he looked terrific. At times he didn't look so terrific. I mean, he's but he's like and we, like we talked about, coach. He was playing against. I mean, he was playing behind uh, second string offensive line. Even third stringers are on that offensive line. So. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing with a mixed bag at O-line, and he's kind of running around back there for his life a little bit, running around at times when um, his protection breaks down. And so you have to give you have to give a little bit of a pass to Will Levis as opposed to him being able to play behind the first-string O-line. There's a yeah. lot of difference. Yeah, uh, the, really the only play that really stuck out to me was the last play uh, for the Titans was – the. Levis had done a good job in the two-minute drill, getting them down there and giving them a shot. And they had a crossing pattern. He sidestepped the rush, was able to clear himself from the rush. Had So he had a wide open. He could set his feet and rethrow it again. Had a guy open by 10 yards. I mean, was wide open and just just missed him. You know, and, yeah. and you know, had he had he been able to hit that, they would they would obviously would have won the ball game. But Again, he did a good job getting them to that point of having yeah. that, and uh, I, 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 it's hard to, for me to to say. You know, in the little bit I got to watch was if you give you put him in the same position that Willis is in right now, with a year under his belt and a, a few games, that could be a toss. That's right. That could really the, be a toss. That's what. That's what a lot of. That's what a lot of the. Talking heads have been saying, um, as I was doing, reading some comments by people online and stuff, and they basically said that, you know, Malik Willis's last year as a Titan was kind of his redshirt year. Does that make sense? Uh, it's kind of like a redshirt college year. You kind of throw him in there. You know, you, you hope you hope for the best. You expect the worst. And then we got pretty much the worst out of Malik Willis. But – Things slow down with the the more reps you get as a quarterback, as a wide receiver, the more you play with these super athletic, super fast uh, athletes around you in the NFL, the more you get used to the speed of the game. And I think quarterbacks especially, you know, they just they have to speed everything up from college. You know, everything is is magnified that it's twice as fast, so your rush is going to get there twice as quick, and and you know your 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 defensive backs, your defenders, they're they're covering much more tightly than they are in college. And they were talking about um, 
Will Levis, and they said, you know, Levis looked good at times, but he tend to he tended to zone in on his first progression to his first wide receiver and stay there and not move off him and progress through his looks to his second or even his check down because in college he had such a strong arm once that once that first wide receiver got open he stuck with him and fired it in there but you can't do that in the NFL that also cost him a lot of picks in college well, um, yeah but in favor of <laughs> Levis a little bit here um, on top of it being his first NFL experience I really wish we would have gotten, you know, because they alternated back and forth on series throughout the entire game, him and him and uh, uh, Willis. I wish he had gotten his first series with the ones. Yes. Because um, we're talking about this going through his progressions. He didn't have time to go through yeah. his progressions. Oh, absolutely not. A- absolutely not. And, that's, and then that's part of it because he's working – you know, but but then you know it, it's all relative. You know, the the second string defense was in by that time. The second string O line was in by that time. So, and you know, it's all relative. Now, there are a couple of passes that uh, Levis just barely missed. There was a there was a couple of. I mean, I even I would say three or four that he just barely missed. That he probably those you know that old saying he wished he could have those back. Right. I mean, he just missed. And coach, you said. Towards the end, he missed a wide open. Yes, and, and and again, receiver. You know what were we saying about Willis last year? You know, missing passes, overthrowing passes, sure. uh, not making read progressions. You know, all the same stuff. And you know, it's amazing what one year of experience sure. can do. What a year, an off season of working with your position coach and and working with. People that to help you some of those, wide, those some things. of those wide receivers that you're that you're yeah, that you're so, going to play with or, so, or wide receivers that have that type of speed yeah you know uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting battle you know they still got two more they still got two more uh, preseason games that uh, they're gonna they're gonna get a chance to battle and maybe we'll see Levis behind that number one group and get his chance I think we will and I'll tell you all this much uh, and I think y'all are going to agree with me I think he looked better than. The quarterbacks that went ahead of him in their games. I think he looked maybe not Bryce Young. Bryce Young looked pretty good to me, uh, even though they had didn't put up any points right. um, yeah. in their game. He still looked decent. He looked comfortable. He looked like the number one overall pick. Um, but in my opinion, Will Levis looks worlds for, for ahead rookie, for the rookies that got yeah. He looks worlds ahead of C.J. Stroud, right. who played awfully yeah. for the Texans. And he looked worlds ahead of Anthony Richardson, who played awful for the Colts in their yeah. preseason game. I agree with you on that. Well, I, I do. Is so. My question after after us kind of di- dissecting this first preseason game, which we should not. Let's just go on and say we shouldn't put too much weight on. But it's the only thing to talk about. As, that's right. <laughs> as fans of of the Titans and fans of NFL football, for the most part. Is either one of these guys capable of being the future of the Tennessee Titans? I mean, right now it's Malik Willis for me, if anybody. But um, so your answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. From what I can still I mean, see both of them I mean, improving the, a lot and being the starting the, quarterback in this league. Okay, let's take from where Malik Willis was last year to where he was on Saturday. 
It's like a different, mm-hmm. like, oh, a, it's like a, a different, different person, oh, yeah. like a different quarterback. Yeah. Different. Much. Now, if if next year or the next year he could show that type of improvement and that type of, and I'm just going to say confidence. I, I I think I think it's about I think it's about confidence, knowing, getting in the playbook, knowing what the, where the plays, are, what 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 exactly where all your offensive players are going to be, um, how much time you have, well, to, how much time you're going to have to deliver that ball to those players and your your precision of, of passing. I mean, there's a lot of things that are involved there. And to see Malik Willis go from where he was last year and how bad we were talking about him last year to where he was on Saturday, if he could do that Again, improvement yeah. next Again, year yeah. and the fourth year, man, we're, we're well, going to Super Bowl, baby. Look, yeah, we're looking at a good – you know, and there's, there's something to be – said is of knowing knowing your system you know there's a huge difference in reacting to your keys and thinking through your keys uh you know where you have to start thinking you know you have to think your way through your keys you're not going to be as quick or or as confident as you are when okay i know my keys all i got to do is react to what he's given me sure and then i pop it and go uh Malik's kind of gotten past the thinking part. Yeah, he knows his system, and now it's it's learning to react and do that accurately. Where Levis is still having to think his way through a little bit. He's still learning the system, and you know, and, and so I, I see this thing being very very even, which is going to make both of them better. Yeah, you know, because they're going to be getting put. And we also got to think about it this way: this isn't a thing. This isn't a, a situation where. The three of us are thinking: Is one of these guys going to get to that caliber to where they can start? Yeah. One of those two guys is going to be the quarterback one for the Tennessee Titans in twenty twenty four because we're not well, going to have Ryan Tannehill. No, I doubt. After this I, season. I doubt seriously Tannehill will still be around. I know that in my mind, a hundred percent. This is his last year in Tennessee, so one of these guys unless is going to be big, the guy. Unless he takes a big contract hit. Well, and. and now, I don't think I don't see him doing that. Don't you don't you all see I, I don't see them cutting I don't I don't see the Titans cutting either one of these guys. Levis no, or, no, they'll both I mean, be on the team for yeah, sure. We'll have yeah, three quarterbacks on the roster. Okay. Well they'll, and at least have, at least this year. Have, hopefully the Titans at some point during the season will have big enough leads to where they can put these guys in. The problem is the Titans play everything so damn oh, so darn close to the <laughs> to the end of the game, you can't ever put in a backup quarterback. Where's, where's my off button? Where's my off button? Excuse us, FCC. Dang it. <laughs> no, they're okay. not listening. We're up against our first break. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Big Lou. Coach Mike on the board. Give us about four, and we'll be right back. This is Barry Duke. Join us Friday, August 18th for the Front Porch Sports Radio Game of the Week. Brought to you by Murray County Public Schools at 101.7 WKOM. We'll begin with the Front Porch Sports Radio Game Day pregame show at 530. Hosted by Barry Duke, Drake Colley, and several guests from the Murray County Public Schools sports world. Following that, we'll join Lee Maddox and Lou Maddox as they bring you this week's contest between the Columbia Central Lions and the Marshall County Tigers at Murray County Stadium. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. 
the Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through toninobaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike and Big Lou. And uh, we just got through talking about the Titans and Will Levis and Malik Willis, and they played pretty even and looked fairly good. I thought looked fairly good, you know, for first preseason game compared to where Willis was last year. And we've all had question marks about uh, Levis. So, uh, I'm at a positive overall for the whole situation. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, the line, well, that's the first better line than looked it? really that's good. Better the the that's better than the negative. That's better than the negative. Everybody can. On their opening drive, look really, really good. And you good know what? Everybody out. is entitled to their own opinion. You know what I mean? But they're not entitled to their own facts. So, think about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, some other takeaways from the preseason. Weekend we had Bryce Young looked pretty sharp. He began with two two completions and took two big hits on both of those both of those completions, but he popped back up and did okay. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who had, had to take all of last year off, um, and is now with Easter uh, Easter Island. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that's, a, that's the first time you ever said his name on the air. I think there you go. Uh, and he is nicknamed. Easter Island. So. Yes, and <laughs> Trevor Lawrence found him uh, Calvin Ridley twice this week, uh, this past weekend for about twenty three yards, and that was his first action. Ridley's first action in tw- in two years. He was in being Atlanta. suspended for uh, gambling while he was in Atlanta, and then now he's in Jacksonville. Uh, in Pittsburgh, for all you Pittsburgh fans, uh, Zay Flowers and um, Christian Kirk. Uh, Kirk taught, caught a nine-yard TD pass, and Zay Flowers, uh, the rookie there, uh, had a couple of hookups with Pickett early on. Uh, they looked pretty promising as wide receivers for Pittsburgh. And DeMar Hamlin, remember the guy that had the cardiac arrest um, for the Bills against Cincinnati 
last year. He saw his first. He was back he on. Ba- he's he, back on the, the field. Guy's back wow. on the field. He had three it, tackles. Isn't that amazing? Had three tackles. So in the Bills you know game. the Lord works in mysterious ways, right? I mean, golly, who'd have thought that this guy is knocking on death's door out in the middle of a football field he last year? He was knocking year. on the door. He was about halfway through it. Okay, <laughs> and that there I, would, you go. I would have hung him up. There you go, and I would have been done after that. And he's back out on the field. And what'd you say, Big Lou made three tackles, right? Three tackles. Okay, well, good for him. Um, DeAndre Swift, the former running back and star running back for the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, who is now with the Philadelphia Eagles, has left the Lions from last year and gone to the Eagles, had twenty two yards rushing. Matt Gay, uh, who was the kicker signed by the Colts, and he signed the largest free agent kicking contract by a okay, yes, by kicking. a kicker for a kicker, free agent. Now Justin Tucker gets paid more on the kicker for the Baltimore Ravens as well. He he well deserves. But who made a sixty yarder, if y'all didn't see that's that? That's right. He made a sixty yarder. Well, Matt Gay missed a twenty-six yarder, and so and and you know he signed a four-year, twenty-two and a half million dollar contract to kick footballs, and uh, with the Colts, and he missed a twenty-six yarder over the weekend. But I'm sure he'll turn around and get things uh, squared away. You ever think we missed a calling somewhere? I don't. I know. <laughs> Absolutely, a kicker making that. Kind of- and you mentioned Justin Tucker late in the first half. Um, uh, they. Teed the ball up there to end the first half. I'm pretty sure I think it was the last one against the Eagles on the 42 yard line of the Eagles, and um, he was standing on the 50. Standing on the 50, bam, 60 yarder, no problem. I mean, it would have been good from 66. So, which uh, is his record? That's some things that went over the went on the weekend. Now, and one other thing I want to talk about. You know, we we address sports gambling somewhat on this show, and I'd like to. I'd like to tell you all a little story um, that happened over the weekend. So, if you're a first-time gambler and you go online and you can you get hooked up with Caesars or BetMGM or FanDuel or whatever, they normally have this situation to where they'll match whatever you deposit cash-wise into your account, let's say at BetMGM, they'll match that amount with bonus money. In other words, if I was to put in $250 of my money and I'm a first-time first time opening up an account, BetMGM to bring me in will match in bonus cash, which means whatever I deposit. So they would... I would have a total of five hundred in they, my account. They advertise that an awful lot as the, the the no sweat first right. bet, you know. Right, right. Re- and so and it's so almost now a I, no risk first I, bet. After I after I deposit two fifty and they put two fifty in bonus money in there, I can't turn around and cash out for five hundred dollars. Right. I have to basically I have to basically bet that two hundred fifty dollars. You have to use that money within the account. Well, there's a guy this weekend that did that. He 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 deposited some money and he got two hundred and fifty dollars in bonus money from bet MGM. You all stay with me now. So he decides he's going to take that $250 and he's going to put it into a big old parlay. And which a parlay is where you, you combine bets together and at the more, the more bets, more separate bets you combine into one bet or a parlay, 
the higher your odds go. So obviously a two-team parlay that normally plays about two and a half to one does not pay near as much as a three-team parlay that play that pays about six to one. Uh, a four-team parlay will pay ten to one and so forth. So this guy takes his $250, and he's going to make a big parlay bet, right? Well, he hooks up 11 Major League Baseball bets, 11 different teams, from the Cincinnati Reds to the Boston Red Sox and in between, 11 teams. Uh, and he hits all 11 teams. No way. Wow. <laughs> but he's made one more bet. He is, this is a 12-team parlay. Oh. And the 12th, the 12th team he put in there had won 23 consecutive preseason football games. Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely. And he bet on them to win the 24th. Okay? Now. Which they did. So, what happens is all 11 of the baseball games are already in. All he's got left to go is the Baltimore Ravens to win their 24th consecutive preseason football game, which is kind of amazing if it's you think about it. It's the most all-time, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, had lost it, they had lost the preseason game in six years. Yeah, that's they started keeping stats of that in so the this 90s, person, so it hadn't been he, that long. This but. person, he or she, I keep saying he, he or she, whoever made the bet. So uh, the game takes off uh, – and the parlay looked really good until about seven minutes left when the four-string quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens throws a pick six. And it, it makes the score 20 to 19 Baltimore over Philadelphia with just about seven minutes to go in the game. And uh, Philadelphia decides instead of kicking the extra point, they decide to go for two. They're down by one. Well, it's preseason. I mean, you know. Why not see what you got on yeah. that? So they plus. go for right. two, and they don't make it. So they're down a point. Well, the next, the very next series, Baltimore goes three and out, and they kick the ball back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia gets the ball, and they move the ball all the way up to their own 44-yard line. Of course, whoever's got this bet is thinking, Man, they get in field goal range. I am, you know, yeah, I am toast. toast. Man, yeah. So anyway – uh, they get up the 44-yard line with somewhere, I don't know, three or four minutes to go. And they end up they end up going for it, and they don't make it. And then Baltimore takes over. Uh, Baltimore gets deep into Philadelphia's territory, and it gets to be fourth down for them. And they the quarterback at that time for Baltimore, I guess it was still Anthony Brown, he runs for – I don't know, eight or nine yards for a first down. They make first down, they run the clock out, and the guy wins his bet, or that she wins her bet. I want to know how much he got. $93,170.44. Off of a Off 250 parlay. Now, the most beautiful thing about this is, is that he's still got – that was the bonus money so that, bet, that, bet, that bet MGM gave him or her. Mm-hmm. So that was the bonus. So he still got his two hundred and fifty dollars, or however much he deposited of, his own, money, of yeah. his own money, in the bank to add to that ninety three thousand, which plus. is nothing now, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And and 
I want to say this for our listeners. Don't let this encourage you to go make a 12-team parlay. No, because that's, absolutely That's not. nearly impossible. Yeah, and, <laughs> I and, mean, you know, lightning just, just for those of us who don't really understand, on a parlay, you have to hit all of them. That's win, right. You right? Have, right. You, can't, if, you, can't you hit, miss one, you lose you the parlay. The whole if thing. Baltimore had okay. lost, he would have lost his $250. That's yeah. correct. Wow. If, if Philadelphia goes down the field and gets in field goal rain right there at the end and kicks a – kicks a little chip shot field goal or a long field goal and wins a ball game because he had Baltimore on the money line, which means all Baltimore doesn't have to cover the spread. They got to win the ball game. They've got to win. And so uh, it was, and and I thought that story was, it's great. It's a great story. You got to cheer for the underdog and cheer for the, the long odds and the odds. If anybody's wondering, on that $250 bet that he turned into $93,170.44 was 372 to 1. Yeah. So <laughs> just multiply 250 times 372 and you're going to come out with about $93,000 plus. That guy's got to know something that we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. And he had it all, you know, he had it all riding, you know, and the thing about it was when the ball game started, Lamar Jackson, Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson was a was a quarterback who has played for fourteen different NFL teams in his <laughs> I mean that's nine a, year career. That, I mean, imagine sitting down and say, "Honey, we're cheering for Baltimore." Really? Why? Well, because uh, if they win, we get we, we get ninety three thousand plus. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and you know, honey, Josh said Johnson. he really didn't take he really didn't take that big a risk because he's playing with house money. That's right. And Josh Johnson is the quarterback. What happened? To, well, baby, what happened to Lamar Jackson? Uh, he's over there. Uh, he's on he's the over there in the street clothes. Um, he's the highest paid quarterback yeah. in the NFL. He's over there in the street it's clothes. A That's preseason him game. They're not risking him for this. That's him over there joking this. around the sideline. Josh is our guy. Come on, Josh. Uh, and and. Of course, the Eagles didn't play their starters either. You know, I mean, it's a first preseason game. But um, imagine that last seven minutes. Imagine that last seven minutes of that game as you're – I mean, I wonder if it – I don't know if I'd be able to watch up, or not. Yeah. He, is, she, he or she is up pacing the floor wow. or, or just goes, gets in the car and takes a long drive <laughs> or a walk and just doesn't even want to know uh, what happens. But anyway, congratulations to that player. And I'm sure – you know what? MGM can afford it. They probably got – Oh, they'll yeah. Prob- they'll probably they, get they – didn't, They didn't even miss it. You know, once this story gets out like it has, they'll probably get – more yeah. action on it. They'll probably get a bunch of people playing 12-team parlays. That right. really should not be. That, that is not recommended uh, as a player. So uh, that was a fun story that, that I ran over over the weekend. And uh, like I said, congratulations to the winner. And I hope they spend the money wisely and don't and don't try to parlay all of it. Don't do it again. You know, just <laughs> take the money and run. St- take, yeah, that's right. I, I would lucky I don't think I'd ever bet again ever. That's right. Give a huge chunk of it, put it away, and enjoy it. Okay, this is uh, this is our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Big Lou and Coach Mike, and we'll be right back with the last segment. Hang tight. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. 
This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Big Lou and Coach Mike on the board. And I know you all have been wondering, but Jose Ramirez for the Cleveland Guardians got his three-game suspension for knocking out Tim Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. For knocking Tim Anderson out at second base. Um, after a, after Ramirez tried to stretch a down the mm, right field line single into a double, I guess it was a double. I I can't remember what he, I can't remember. They didn't tag him out in that play. I don't think. Okay. So he was kind of stretching it out a little bit. He just kind of took the force of the tag. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and I think how Anderson straddled over the top of him. I don't think he liked that very much either. Um, and he got up and there were some words said and some fingers pointing the face and, uh, Anderson threw his glove down and, and literally put up his Dukes and then, um, swiftly got knocked out or knocked on a on a kind of a whiff from Ramirez yeah. too, like it, the, yeah. the hit didn't look like it connected that yeah, and it hard. Kind of looked like Anderson just kind of slid over in front of it, <laughs> kind of because it kind oh, of yeah, came from it put him to sleep, yeah, put and put him, him on his rear end. But yeah, uh, Major League Baseball said that is worth just a two game suspension, not a three game suspension. So, all you Cleveland Guardian fans out there. Uh, Rejoice. Only 180 games for the guy. Yeah, yeah, rejoice. And I think uh, the suspension will come this weekend um, as the Guardians visit Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken on that. But I believe that's what I read. Now, another thing that we read was the AP poll is out. And the AP stands for – The current one this time. The current one, yes. Not last year's (laughs) that we got where TCU was three. TCU is not number three this year in the AP poll. Now, um, a few things have changed. Um, One thing that's not changed is that the Georgia Bulldogs are ranked number one. And they are looking to three-peat, you know, 
can you, can with they, their schedule, they got a good shot. I mean, you know, they've got a, they've got an easier schedule than I don't Their schedule is ranked big Lou, Pull up, pull up and see, see about schedule ranking and see, see where Georgia's schedule is ranked. But Georgia, it was in the triple digits. If I remember, right. I want to say was, in the one twenties yeah, or something was like that. Horribly so, low. But anyway, Georgia and the AP poll that was just released today. Uh, is number one. Michigan is number two. Ohio State is number three. And for the first time since before Nick Saban won a national championship at Alabama, which you would have to go back to 2007, 2008, first couple of years that Saban was at Alabama, Alabama is now ranked out below the top three or outside the top three. Kind of amazing if you think about it. I mean, you know. Well, it's amazing of the run that they had. Now, to me, had. it's not – it's not nest and could hey, you talk, still, hold up, could you're talking in the past tense huh? yeah yeah uh, okay okay right. well the All run right. they had in the top three it's over okay okay, okay. there it's you over. go there you know there you go there you but, go uh there you go you know and they're really, you know, they're they're really a long ways out of number three. They're number four. And so obviously, so. <laughs> and so obviously they <laughs> they're, based, they're still within striking distance. They base they base this associated poll uh on writers, right? Is that right? I mean, the AP, they're, they're, yes, they're the AP just, is the writers. The so just writers. sports writers. And and they, then there's a point system that they, they use also. And George, and Alabama just missed – well, Ohio State had got a total of 1,400 points, and Alabama got 1,398 okay. points. Yeah, so – So, I mean, you're talking this, just, just splitting hairs between third and fourth. Where George is ranked on the, uh, the schedule. This yeah. is just from a – uh, you know, the first site that popped up. But Georgia is at 61 out of 133, but that's – That's one, being generous. 133 is, you know – Stony Brook. Conference USA. <laughs> uh, Prairie, Prairie View or, I mean – or Middle know. Tennessee. Uh, Prairie, View, Prairie View you know. beat you. <laughs> I mean, they're this pretty is, strong. This remember is, when they had that? Yeah. Remember when they had that lo- losing uh, streak of just like forever? Yeah. They – they finally. This is, I mean, up. this is in the FBS as a whole. Yeah. It's one thirty-three. That's the number of teams. Yeah. Okay. Power five is like a lot less than that. They are at the very, very bottom. So of are power you, five. Are schedules. you looking at the full schedule or just Georgia right there? Are you looking at all the? This is every team. Ranked. What about Alabama? Where's that? So, friends, where's Alabama? That might take me a second. Hang on. Look up towards the top. Tennessee is at fifty-six. That's kind of not true, in my opinion. Uh, hardest game it says is Georgia. Easiest games Austin P. Georgia's easiest game was UT Martin. Um, then you got Auburn at fifty, Texas A&M at forty-eight, Ole Miss is at forty-four, Georgia Tech at forty-three, Oklahoma comes in at thirty-nine, um, Mississippi State comes in at thirty-four, South Carolina twenty-eight, Clemson twenty-six, LSU's at twenty-three. Missouri tied for 19th with Michigan State, USC at 18. Um, Vanderbilt is ranked 12th hardest schedule in the country. Wow. Texas is at 10, Florida 9, 8, Washington, 7, Utah. Alabama comes in at 6. Okay. Hardest game is LSU. Easiest game is Chattanooga. Then West Virginia, 5, Stanford, Iowa State, Colorado, and Purdue. Huh. As the hardest listed schedule, hardest game being Michigan, and easiest game is Indiana. So there you go. But the Bulldogs are down at sixty-one. Yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, their their list is the AP top, AP poll number one team in the country: Georgia, Michigan, then Ohio State, then four, <clears throat> fourth is Alabama, fifth is LSU, sixth is Southern Cal, Penn State is seven, Florida State is at eight, Clemson is nine, Washington at ten, Texas at eleven, and coming in at number twelve is Tennessee, followed by Notre Dame. Utah and Oregon at 15, round out the top 20, Kansas State, TCU 17, Oregon State, Wisconsin 19, and Oklahoma comes in at 20. And just outside the just outside the top 20 is A&M at 23, Ole Miss at 22, and uh, finish out the top 25 is Tulane at 24 and Iowa at 25. So – uh, you know, you didn't like you didn't like you didn't like the number twelve no, balls, did you? You no. thought they should be ranked high? Yeah, uh, I I thought ten this whole time. I think you know I think definitely Texas and Washington it better to be in the top ten than the top. Well, I'm 12. not just Come saying on. that. I, I'm not just I mean, saying that. I'm saying I think Tennessee is better than Washington, and I think Tennessee's yeah. better than Texas. I think if they played today. Tennessee would win both those games, and I think USC's a a toss-up. So maybe put them at nine. They're at ten in the coaches' poll. You think Tennessee could beat Florida State? Yes. Penn State? Yes. Well, the hell, they need to be in the top six. You know, I mean... Yeah, I mean... I'm just saying. Maybe that's being Uh, biased, but they just... I guess they don't know about Big Joe Milton. Texas. These are all teams ahead of the ball. Well, I think... Texas, Washington, Clemson, Florida State, Penn State. And they beat the absolute crap out of Clemson in January with the exact same team that they have right now. Uh, You had had double H's. I think the Joey did not. The difference in the the polls right now is your confidence in Milton versus the writers' confidence in Milton. And the whole defense is back, and they improved greatly at the end of the season. Held Clemson, which was a high-powered offense, to 14 points. Having Tennessee's whole defense back might be to the detriment of Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, it's all all projection. It's all – Opinions right now. Polls, this is something to argue pre- about. That's right. Pre- and talk about preseason polls. Sure is. Don't mean anything. Uh, in to steal the words from Nick Saban, you know, it's all rat poison. Sure. Rat poison. Rat poison. I rat agree. Poison. Okay. All right. This has been our Monday edition of the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. We are on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays at four o'clock right here on WKOM one hundred one point seven. Remind everybody about our upcoming broadcasts, uh, the game day broadcast. Yes, uh, on Friday, starting at five thirty. Five thirty, we'll uh, be we'll be covering we'll be covering the Columbia Central Lions against the Marshall County Tigers. The game of the week in the the Maddox duo. Uh, Lee and the call will be Lee. Will have the play by play, and our own Lou will have the well, color have commentary. It. So that's what it's all about, uh, right there. So. Looking forward to a lot of good things. Okay. And like I said, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Big Lou. Coach Mike, uh, you all have a great rest of the week. Tune back in on Thursday, and we will talk to you then.